Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome to Focus Today. I'm your host, Perry Atkinson, and uh, always a delight to have with us uh, Dr. Phil Ginn. He is the uh, president of the uh, Southern Evangelical Seminary, and he's also formerly a judge. We like him a lot. He's a nice guy. <laughs> it's, always, it's always my pleasure to be with you. I always look forward to it. Thank you. Good to see you. How you doing, friend? You doing all right? I'm doing great. Hope you are doing well. Yeah, you know, we're just uh, right in the middle of summer trying to stay above all the heat, heat, heat. <laughs> uh, How is so- it out on the left coast, Perry? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> hey. You know, uh, we, we're a sweltering heat wave here in the mountains of western North Carolina. We're expected to get up to 75 degrees today. Oh, gosh, that's wonderful. Hey, uh, first of all, give us an update on the seminary. How's it going? You know, we're doing really well, uh, Perry. We've got some new things that are coming out that uh, hopefully we'll be able to announce in the next uh, few weeks. I'm working on some uh, what I think are some very strategic uh, strategic partnerships that uh, we're going to be able to put uh, some good information into the hands of, uh, of what I call common people. And I don't mean that negatively because I consider myself to be a common person. And uh, we're working to get this information into churches and, and really uh, focusing on discipleship. And, and uh, you know, the, the Great Commission doesn't really call us to evangelize. It calls us to go and make disciples. And that's what we're going to be focusing on in the next uh, some a little while at the SES, at least. All right, let me uh, encourage our viewers, check it out, ses.edu, and a great seminary. Uh, much of it uh, can be done online, real time, uh, whatever you feel like you're called to do, ses.edu. Uh, well, Judge, good to see you, friend. Uh, you wrote an op-ed piece, piece, uh, piece the other day, talked about the next American Civil War inevitable. Wow, what prompted you to take this on? Well, it was an article that I picked up uh, and uh, really was discussing the movement of more conservative people to red states and uh, more liberal people to the blue states. And so the question arose, was that going to uh, uh, have a negative effect on our ability to get along? And, and uh, that's not the only factor, certainly, but it is uh, indicative of uh, a growing divide in uh, American culture. Um, this is getting more and more serious. Uh, it's becoming uh, quite alarming. Uh, we are so polarized in so many areas. Do you think there's some trigger points out there? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's lots of trigger points. Uh, you, it's hard to put your finger on just one. I mean, certainly from a Christian's perspective with uh, the attacks from some states and, and nationally, uh, oftentimes, even from our own government on our First, Amendment's, First Amendment rights of uh, not only freedom of speech, but a freedom of, of religion and to practice our, our faith as we see fit, uh, that, that's out there. But there's also a growing concern of um, uh, urban versus rural, uh, just the geography of it, where the state happens to be. Uh, you've got arguments over the Electoral College. You've got arguments over uh, the popular vote uh, determining uh, that. Uh, obviously, you've got large cities like New York and Los Angeles and I go on down the list who have more population 
but certainly those of us who live in the more and the less populated areas do not uh, want to have uh, the politics of New York or San Francisco forced upon us because that's not what we uh, desire as, as citizens of the, uh, the United States. Some feel, uh, Judge, that this chaos has been orchestrated. In other words, it's part of a grand plan. What's your take on that? I would hesitate uh, not to say uh, that there's some grand plan there. Um, you know, and I'm going to be frank with you. I, I don't know about this great conspiracy uh, theories that, that are running around there, but I will tell you this. In my opinion, it's satanic and demonic in its uh, in its origins, and there are people there who are uh, wittingly uh, or unwittingly minions of the demonic forces that are bringing chaos uh, to America in an effort to bring her to her knees and perhaps in their mind recreate something uh, better in its place. Uh, although I don't uh, I don't uh, agree with that thought process at all. Um. The reason I bring this up, there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, I watched yesterday the hearing of so-called censorship and of all, of all people testifying as RFK Jr. there, and he was being censored talking about censorship. We saw something there yesterday that was alarming, absolutely alarming. You kind of go, you can't make sense of nonsense. I mean, we've reached a point where it, you kind of wonder where is this evil going. I was reading in, I believe it's Psalm 34, if I remember correctly, and it says this, and I'm paraphrasing it, that calamity will destroy um, uh, the wicked and those who hate righteousness. Calamity will destroy the wicked and those who hate righteousness. So it seems to me that in the end, God is allowing this for a reason, but it does come to an end. And I don't know if that climax is in the second coming, but I think Christians are really trying to figure out we're dealing with raw evil and we don't know what to do with it. Well, you've got really two things that you're talking about here, Perry. First of all, you're talking about the, the world becoming more evil. And, and, and uh, we've been told that from day one. Uh, creation um, is, you, you know, the the world of culture pushes the idea of evolution, but uh, the scriptures tell us that we're not evolving, we're devolving, if, I, if that's a good enough word to use. Mm -hmm. And we're certainly moving from, uh, or uh, God is a God of order, and we're moving from that order toward chaos, as you indicated. And, and so the world will uh, eventually get to the point where Jesus will uh, break back into history and, and come and take his church to himself. That's all part and parcel of God's plan, and that's one of the things that we as Christians certainly look forward to. However, there is a different uh, dichotomy here that we need to look at, and that is what's going to happen to America. And those of us who love this country, uh, and, and some, most of us are Christians, I think, and, and perhaps some who aren't, see what's happening to our country, and we love our country, and we do not want what we uh, know as America to go by the wayside before the Lord comes back. So there is a fight for, for the kingdom of heaven, and there's also a fight for uh, preserving the United States as, uh, as a beacon on the hill to the world. Um, do you think people are more afraid of the devil than they are God? 
you know, I, I think that what we really ought to be more afraid of than anything else is our own flesh, Perry. Um, I, you know, I'd love to blame the devil like Flip Wilson. I think it was, was it Flip Wilson or whoever it was. But I have enough uh, evil within me to take care of all of the, the evil that uh, I could possibly uh, create. So I, I think that it's really uh, part and parcel of, uh, of all of that. Uh, certainly, uh, as I've indicated, it's demonic in its nature, but my flesh is demonic in its nature. And if it weren't for, I, I'm just like every other Christian, whether we want to admit it or not, I, I'm a sinner saved by grace. And that's all we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, the only thing that separates us from, from all these other folks are, uh, or is the, the grace of God as he's come into our lives. No, that's absolutely right. And it's beautiful. Uh, the reason I asked that question is, 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 is And I'm trying to paraphrase something that I heard uh, Franklin Graham say at the NRB this past year, and I'm paraphrasing it, but it was basically saying, he was saying this, we got to be careful as believers that we pride ourselves on figuring out what the devil is doing. And somehow that that uh, enforces us to be uh, an authority now that we've figured it out. The problem is we're doing nothing about it. We've, we know well, what he's, we know what he's doing and we know what he's done and we pride ourselves in that knowledge and we stop <laughs> there. Well, I wrote just this week and it'll come out uh, just finished up this morning and, and it was talking about a lackadaisical acquiescence in um, a sordid version of the truth uh, that we are involved with as Christians in this nation. Um, it's, uh, we're sitting on the sidelines and we're certainly not getting into the game. Uh, and it's time that we all stood steadfast, uh, in the truth. So you're saying that a civil war of some sort is inevitable. What's that look like to you? Well, you know, one of the things I would say to you, and I pointed it out in the, in the op-ed, uh, this concept of states' rights has always been, uh, kind of a thorn in the side of the Republic. Mm-hmm. And from day one with the Articles of Confederation all the way up through our, uh, our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, uh, the idea that, that a vast amount of the power within America was to be reserved to the states. Uh, one of the examples of this is the recent uh, abortion ruling coming out of the Supreme Court, which said that the issue of abortion, of abortion is really a state's issue. It's not a federal issue at this point in time. And so as we go through this and you see the migrations occurring where people are going to uh, uh, states that more suit their uh, lifestyle desires, then you're going to see a greater division within the states themselves. One of the things that, however, separates us now from what we saw uh, back in the days of the Civil War, which obviously was was about uh, slavery, but it also had a lot to do with with states' rights at that point as well. But uh, what you're seeing is the the geography does not match up. Um, you, you don't have a uh, one clump of states versus another clump of states uh, the way you did when you had the North versus the South. So what you're seeing is just different little um, islands of states within other states. Uh, So my best guess is that if there is a civil war, 
it uh, hopefully won't be a violent civil war, but you may find that uh, America may not break into two countries, but it could easily break into uh, multiple countries um, that are more and lot more aligned with each other than what we find ourselves now as a nation. Um, so and that's uh, so you're go ahead. You're, well, you're saying what I'm hearing you say is that. And I get it. I mean, the migration from one state to the other, from one community to the other, is, is phenomenal. Red to blue and blue to red. I mean, it's, this is, you can't ignore it. You just can't ignore it. It's happening. It's happening. This, in- is the, this is the first time that's been available to folks um, in, in any, uh, you know, COVID has caused that. Uh, taxation and uh, lack of, you, you know, the riots of, uh, that came out of the 2021 era. Uh, all of that has has caused po- folks to rethink where they want to live from a Christian's perspective. But it's also when uh, you you bring in issues like abortion and and other matters like LGBT and all of those things, folks who are of that uh, mentality want to go to the place where that's more accepted uh, and more of a way of life. And so that's what you're seeing. The factor, the, the common factor among all of these is going to be um, the economy, the, the, the ability for people to live. Now, I've always boiled that down to the price of energy, but that's another subject. But the point being is the, the evacuation and the migration out of California has made them within one quarter of total bankruptcy. I mean, they're heading there. <laughs> I mean, a state's going to, they may fight among themselves, but they may go bankrupt in the process. Yes. And, and that's one of the things that's driving people away. I mean, if, if you're living in California and you see what's getting ready to happen there, why not just pick up and go to a place where that's not getting ready to happen? So, um, you know, all of that is, is very interesting um, as a part of the, the greater scenario for everything. Um, and I don't know where it's going to lead. And you're right. There, there are two things that need to continue to bind us together as a nation. One is a common defense. Um, we, we need to be concerned about what that looks like. Um, and, and we may see something like NATO or, or something like that occur because we need to remain friends. We don't need this to, to go into a war by any means. If it occurs, and I'm not promoting it, uh, I want you to understand that, Perry. This is, this is just trying to be uh, sitting back on the sidelines and being objective and seeing where things are, are headed. But obviously, the second thing is what you picked up on, and that's the economic issue. Uh, we're going to be dependent upon one another. We're, we're, you know, North Carolina doesn't have a lot of oil reserves, and Texas does. Uh, Oklahoma does. And so uh, we're going to be uh, needing to be good trade partners, uh, if nothing else, in that regard. All right. Let me take a quick break here. Again, uh, honored to have with us uh, Judge Phil uh, again, he is the president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. You go to ses.edu is the website of the seminary. And um, look for his op-ed piece as well. Uh, the next American Civil War inevitable? Question mark. And um, check out the website, ses.edu. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. 
Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back and uh, honored to have back with us today uh, Judge uh, Phil Ginton. He is the president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary. And let me just say, uh, you need to go online and check out the, the services that this seminary is offering, ses.edu. A lot of it uh, real-time online, and um, they're just doing a marvelous job. Judge, um, by the way, he wrote a book, or excuse me, wrote an op-ed piece called Is the Next, Gener- is the Next American Civil War Inevitable? Question mark. Um, do you think it's possible for statesmanship to return to politics in America? Well, it's even deeper than that, Perry. And let me tell you what ultimately the conclusion was. If folks want to go to the to the and read the last page, like the Book of Revelation. But the the problem, the real problem in America today is that we have, as a people, have erased the God line. There, there was a morale. All right, we got a little bit of a we got a, a freeze. Sorry about that. Uh, oh, are you back? I'm I'm here on oh, my end. Okay, you we got me? you back. Sorry about that. Start okay. over. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> um, the the real issue is uh, we've erased the God line as a people in in the, our culture in America, and certainly you can argue uh, all day long as to whether or not the founding fathers were Christian or not Christian or or deist or whatever they might have been, but. The reality was they all uh, believed in that morality that bound us together as a people that that really transcends all uh, religions. And we've lost that in America. And that's what's driving us apart. And so the this concept of statesmanship doesn't exist unless there's a commonality of some sort and a and a real tolerance of uh, of. Uh, folks, but the problem is, is that we've gone, we've gotten to the place where we're so far apart on opposites in opposite end ends of the spectrums, both in in politics and in faith, that it's almost impossible for us to get together as and and statesmanship or mediation or compromise is really not an option anymore. So we've gone from <clears throat> hardball politics to nuclear politics. Absolutely. And, and go ahead. With with artificial intelligence and all of the stuff that's coming in in that regard, there's nothing out there that is drawing that will draw us together other than a return uh, to uh, true Christian faith uh, in America. Okay, I, w- I want to camp on that just for a moment, that, that thought, only because um, um, we know that research shows that less than 4% now, it's gone to, down two more percent, 4% of Americans who attend church have a biblical worldview. I know you know those numbers, you read Barna, so do I, I've had them on the show. Um, and so there is this part that we have really failed on teaching the fundamentals of the faith that people can um, understand. I've always asked the three questions on the air all the time. Judge, uh, do you know what you believe? Do you know why you believe it? And can you gracefully defend it? Um, But now we're dealing with something that we may be a little nervous about, and that is we really do need a transcendent intervention by God. 
Absolutely. And uh, that's that's outside of the intellect of Scripture. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. You know, the, the, there, there are two things that are needful and necessary to make a spiritual change uh, in, in an individual or in uh, a, a populace, as a matter of fact. Number one, the truth, the, the truth of the gospel needs to be uh, delivered through the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, the facts of the gospel are pretty simple. Um, and if they're delivered through uh, the auspices of the Holy Spirit, then they will have an impact. But at the same time, the gospel has to be received through the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, and so those two things must occur. And there's certainly been a breakdown in communication um, between us and, and our culture. And I think part of it is, um, and it's one of the reasons that drew me to SES and, and, and keeps me here, is that uh, I wanted to be able to wrap my mind around what my heart wanted to believe. And we've been about the business of, of over 30 years now of helping people uh, make sense of their faith. And, and Christianity makes sense. Uh, Paul uh, lines that out in, in the first chapter of the book of Romans. I mean, we are without uh, any uh, benefit of, uh, of an excuse if you just look at the world around you. Uh, we are not responding to the light we have, nor has any culture in the past responded to the light that's been given to Okay, so uh, there seems to be, from our perspective, uh, running a media network, both radio and television and digital, there seems to be a, um, a genuine search for answers that the culture cannot give um, to questions like, is there a God? It's hard for me, I say hard for me, surprising to me that we're getting common questions to the network. Is there a God? Does he really love people? Um, is there really a heaven? I mean, the chaos of the world has produced a field wide unto harvest. I wonder if we understand that. I don't think we do. Uh, I, 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 it's something that, though, that we've been talking about at Southern Evangelical Seminary and something that we're really uh, trying to, uh, uh, to uh, utilize in spreading the gospel and, and uh, dis discipleship, as we talked about earlier. The, the reality is, uh, particularly with young people, and, and, and I see that where I see this really occurring is within the younger folks who almost uh, like um, uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes has tried everything and, and all is vanity. And so where do I turn when I've tried everything that the world has to offer and there is no solace there? Uh, and so if, if a young person today is wanting to rebel, they're not turning to drugs. They're not turning to sex. They're, they have to turn to faith. Uh, that's how you rebel as a young person today. And so I think that's something that we need to tap into. We're seeing it on college campuses. We're seeing it uh, uh, with younger and younger people who, who really, uh, one of the things about SES is that our apologetics actually goes back to uh, showing that there is a God and that you can know who that God is and that he desires to have a relationship with you. Um, and so many of our churches uh, just start on the presupposition that there's a God and you just need to know who he is uh, and you need to figure that out on your own. And folks find that very difficult to, to do. So yeah, yeah. Got to go back to, to prove the Bible and prove to God, prove, hey. prove that there is a God to these folks. Um, 
there seems to be now a, a genuine pushback, and it's, it's it's starting to have a momentum. I mean, the culture is pushing back. I mean, corporate America who's tried to um, to push this crazy agenda and wokeness, they're now getting a hit. Uh, education's getting hit, and you go on down the line. To your point, I'm seeing a couple things. I'm seeing people say no to corporate America. They're saying no to entertainment. They're saying no to education. Young people, there may be a revival among young people, a revival of doing good. <laughs> well, absolutely. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm, I'm wondering if Jason Aldean actually paid somebody to attack his song, knowing uh, <laughs> what would happen to it. Yeah. So um, that, doesn't that tell you something? It does. I mean, I, it, look, um, when people are in the middle of chaos, they want to find a rock to stand on. Um, the, the winds, uh, the tornado, the hurricane winds of secularism have, have just been blowing so hard and so long that, that we're so disoriented as a people that we're looking for anything to hold on to. Uh, we're, we're, we're almost like a, a, a drunk looking for a wall to lean on. Um, I hate to use that analogy, but, but that's really where we are. Uh, and so we have as a people, as, as people of God, we need to be providing that to folk. We need to not be, uh, be self-righteous in doing that. We need to look at these people as, uh, folks who are children, who are, who are certainly created by God and who God longs to have a relationship with. And so that's, that's where we're coming from at Southern Evangelical. Oh, good. And let me say to our viewers and listeners, again, you can go to ses.edu and uh, check out the curriculum there, both online, real-time, ses.edu. Judge, thank you. You're fascinating. Thank you for your time. We value it greatly. Um, should, uh, should people start registering now for the fall? Well, absolutely. But I also want to draw their attention to October 13 and 14 when we're having our National Apologetics Conference. And it's going to be great this year. Uh, we're really, uh, it's maybe the best conference we've ever had. And I'd certainly uh, issue a personal invitation to them to come to that. All right, good. Thank you, friend. We'll have you on before many times. God bless you, friend. Thank you so much. Always enjoy it, Perry. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.